freeze. Okay, unfreeze. Just chill and relax. Sorry about that. I know you're just doing your job as a guard. Hi there. Hellalilulelo to you. Welcome to Day Video Games. Funny and cool chats about video games. This episode is a Metal Gear Solid 2 special, which I think you're gonna enjoy. If you don't, I'll point my gun at your groin until you shake your hips until the rations come out, and that is a threat. I'm back with the Lizard Prince of the Northwest, Jack Evans. This episode was recorded directly straight after we recorded our first chat about the first Metal Gear Solid. Do check out that first Metal Gear Solid special episode, as it's a particularly fun one, and this is more of the same, but with better graphics and more features. Or is it? Jack has been a very busy fella since that last episode, and I'll say what he's been up to now. Check out the Mandatory Redistribution Party podcast. And here's the producer and a writer on Tiredness Kills, the new podcast from The Delightful Sausage, which is definitely worth a listen. There'll be links in the episode notes. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, released in November 2001, the much-anticipated sequel to the stunning success of Metal Gear Solid, and one of the first of the big guns for the PlayStation 2. Hideo Kojima was becoming a prolific video game director. I couldn't wait for this game. I remember I had my money saved up and ready to go two months before it was actually out. In fact, I was so eager that I saved up the same amount again and was able to get Grand Theft Auto 3 in the meantime. I was 14, an amazing time and age to be a video games fan. In this episode, we do quite an in-depth chat, so there are spoilers for this 19-year-old game, and maybe a bit of pre-knowledge about it wouldn't go amiss. I'm not trying to put you off, but we will nonchalantly mention a flamenco dancing vampire like you'll know what we're on about. Or maybe you don't need to know what the hell is going on. I need scissors 61. So here we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode a Day Video Games Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty special. My name's Dave, I like video games This is my podcast called Dave Video Games If you like games, well I'm the same So here's this podcast, it's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games It's Dave Video Games Video games. It's a Metal Gear Solid 2, eh? Sons, Sons of Liberty. Liberty. I was anticipating this game when it first came out for ages. I could not bloody, bloody, bloody wait. The hype train for this was the fastest moving, largest hype train in the world. Choo choo. It was. <laughs> <laughs> It was. A, it wasn't even a hype train. It was like a hype rocket going through space mm. into the moon, and the moon debris was raining. For some reason, the rocket exploded the moon. The the moon debris was raining down, and then like mechs were fighting the debris, and those mechs were called hype mechs. <laughs> that is Malgus Hard Two. It is the most hype. There was like a year of solid hype. Yeah. There was. Uh, I remember seeing trailers on a VHS tape for this game. Yeah, I was trying to think, how did I watch trailers of it? Because there was a VHS tape with trailers on. It came with some magazine. I didn't have it, but one of my mates was like, mm. oh, I've got a Metal Gear Solid 2 trailer. Do you want to see it? <laughs> and it had loads of stuff that isn't in the final game. Your shady mate with all his VHSs in his coat. <laughs> <laughs> it was sick. So the hype train. So 
I think the hype train is important for the misdirection it did. The hype train, Metal Gear Solid 2, is kind of the most impressive thing Hideo Kojima ever did. Because, I'm not saying it's the most impressive game, but the whole thing as a move is what solidifies Hideo Kojima as the David Lynch of video games. Mm. In the same way that Twin Peaks The Return is this like huge commentary on like fandom and nostalgia. Like Hideo Kojima did that in a computer game, which is this, you know, looked down upon medium in what, 2001? Yeah. So this is the sequel to a revered, widely loved masterpiece. <laughs> Godfather 2, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, the pressure is, I mean, it, well, it, an empire, but it's not, you know, it's not empires better than the New Hope and Metal Gear Solid 2 isn't better than Metal Gear Solid, sort of bad comparison, but the pressure's that high. Yes. This is, the, you know, it's like the sequel to Star Wars before knowing what that is. Um, and so the pressure is on. It's also like near PS2 launch, I think. It's initially a PS2 exclusive. Yeah, it got delayed a little bit, I think. So it's, it's, it is not just a sequel to one of the most impressive games of all time. It is proof of concept for PS2 hardware. So everyone's going, you know, crazy about the graphics. Mm. Um, so pressure's super high. Everyone loves Solid Snake and everyone's thinking where, you know, where's this going to go next? So all of the promotional material was Solid Snake, Solid Snake fighting bosses, uh, Solid Snake doing tactical espionage action. Solid Snake was on the cover art. Oh, yeah. Solid Snake <laughs> is in about 15% of this game. Well, you play a Solid Snake for about 15% of it. It yeah. is a huge trick, but but the hype is part of the trick of the impact of the game. It's very difficult, I think, to experience this game the way it was intended outside of the context of 2001. Because there wasn't any internet that could spoil it for you. I think I kind of did go in mm. knowing I wasn't going to be Solid Snake the whole time. I think I'd read a review that had said... Oh, the reviews are angry, weren't they? Well, a lot of people are angry. Yeah. Yeah, because basically you start off a Solid Snake and then you're not Solid Snake. It's genius. You're Raiden. Yeah. And like, yeah, the, the very intro, it looks like Solid Snake has died on yeah. a big old boat. Well, don't go straight to the death. Okay, uh, sure, I, I, what, you, what, what, what do you, what, how would you say? Okay, so initially you do play Solid Snake, mm. and it gives you the game you want. It's, like, <laughs> it's the like, game look, you expected. Yeah, the yeah. game it gives you the game you expected, and it's sick. It's like it starts off cool music. They got a proper professional Hollywood composer, Harry Gregson Williams, who writes the, some sick music. The orchestral version of that theme tune. Oh, oh it's incredible. Yeah, um, played that at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so Snake, but you can't see if it is Snake, you, but you know it's Snake, mm. is like wearing a raincoat and you can just see a cigarette, which is how you know it's him, walking along a, a bridge. Chucks it off, and starts chucks running. His, chucks it off, but then he starts running, but he's invisible other than the raindrops on his stealth camo. And then mm. like, oh my God, it's Snake. <laughs> and then he leaps off this bridge onto a boat that's going underneath the bridge and lands like Terminator. The mm. stealth suit man functions. He's got a load of electric going, bzz, 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 like lightning off him. Straight, straight up Terminator reference. Proper superhero pose as he drops down. Yeah, both hands spread across, head lifts up. He's ready. Yeah, and then and does it say Metal Gear Solid Two? Then I think it might. I think it does. Um. So and you're like, oh my god, Snake, and it's 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 hype. The hype continued. The hype train that was already blasting off before the game. You're the game is the, uh, the hype train, and you're like, oh shit. And then it's kind of the same mechanics as the first one, but with way, way better graphics. You've got yeah. your radar up in the top. You've got your life up in the, uh, the top, other side. The inventory's big, the same. 
the big difference in terms of gameplay yeah. is you can aim your gun first person shooter style. Yeah, you can aim your gun first person, which adds a bunch of stuff. Uh, the premise is, so Snake is the hero from Metal Gear Solid 1, in which he was just a kind of spy government operative sent in to Shadow Moses to try and kill some people, save some people. Um, and in this one, situation, and then he's back. Yeah, this one, now he's not a government agency. He is a terrorist, is what he's labeled as. Mm. But he's like trying to get rid of Metal Gears with his buddy Otacon from the first game. Yeah. So you are going onto this ship because you've heard there's a Metal Gear on it. It's not Metal Gear Rex from the first game, it's Metal Gear Ray. Your job is to infiltrate and take photographs of it to prove that it's got it so you can leak them to the press. But when you get on the ship, the ship is taken over by actual... So the US Marines all got killed and the ship is taken over by Russian soldiers who all have like absolutely tooled up like, like mm. night vision goggles and all these cool guns. And I remember like their footsteps in the rain and like they're coming out of the helicopter. Really, really good cinematics. They were all doing like tap on the shoulder stuff, which you never saw in games before. It's like proper Marine style. Well, like All the cinematics were mo-capped. Yeah. So oh, the cinematics really? were mo-capped and they were directed by, well, they're directed by Kojima, but the, they were, the guy on set was like a military guy who, because Kojima got that guy because he wanted it all to be super, super authentic. Mm. So that's why all that stuff's in there. Yeah. Because um, the higher fidelity of the PS2, like you could, there's no way you could do that animation on the previous generation. Mm. So that was the leap from PS1 to PS2 felt as big as the leap from sort of the 2D to the 3D that we had from like snares and mega drive to playstation n64 yeah um that was when generation leaps felt oh, amazing yeah <laughs> really big big time and um as you said the, the raindrops just the water effects in general that i felt like it was showing them off to fuck the whole time oh it was incredible yeah. and then it had the same depth of attention to detail that you had in the first one so mm. if you if snake stayed outside too long in the rain there's this rainstorm that's like moving the ship around he would get a cold and then uh when you were sneaking about he could sneeze and then like <laughs> that would attract the guard's attention bless you <laughs> uh it has cool new mechanic mechanics where the guards don't vanish when you kill them anymore the corpses stay there mm. and all they're if they're asleep because you've got a tranquilizer gun now which is another new mechanic uh, so you can do a non-violent run fit in with the kind of non-violent anti-war spirit of in fact, the whole time you only have a tranquilizer gun yeah because in that uh, sequence, oh yeah, you only because you was you thought it wasn't a uh, you didn't know it was going to be yeah actual, you don't want to kill anyone man quote unquote bodies yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like in that very first section when um, you kind of go down into the hull of the ship and it's a load of Navy SEALs yeah and this guy is giving a speech to all of them saying this is the new robot we've all got it's going to be great yeah I think we should just stop right now and do some stretches everybody look to the left. <laughs> Look to the right <laughs> as you're trying to sneak about. Yeah, and it's purely just to create sneaking gameplay. <laughs> but they they have a whole bunch of weird stuff. So, uh, yeah, the corpses don't vanish, and you can hide them in lockers. You can hide in the mm. lockers yourself. If you've come from the outside where it's raining and come in, your footprints are wet, and the guards can see your wet footprints, which was a mechanic that was hugely underused in the first game. The you can use, you have a camera because you're going to take photos of Metal Gear Ray, right? But then you get little conversational bits out of Otacon from taking pictures of weird stuff. Like there's, um, of course, because it's a Hideo Kojima game, the pervy stuff carries over from the first one where there's like weird pictures of women. But well, if even more so now, I'd say. Yeah, it's even worse. And there's like, but there's also pictures of dudes. And if you take pictures of the dudes, <laughs> Otacon starts like questioning your sexuality. It's kind of weird. Not right, in like Otacon. a homophobic, not in a homophobic <laughs> way. Right. I think it's just like, 
snake are you what's what's going on here yeah yeah it's it's interesting um i think if you take so (laughs) there's a funny uh the amount of meta stuff that we're going to get into that's going on is insane but one of the initial flags of this is going to get meta is there's a little vulcan raven statue Mm. next to a torch and it's placed to show the new ps2 lighting engine so it's around a corner and the little vulcan raven statue is by the torch so it makes a full-size Vulcan Raven shadow and you're like oh, Vulcan Raven uh, but then it's just a little toy and if you shoot the little toy it shoots pellets out it, it just reminded me that it was one of the action figures I didn't have <laughs> <laughs> so more crazy stuff in the tanker so the tanker is a very small part of the game but it has stuff like a load of pans in the kitchen where each pan plays a different note from a musical scale so you can play them like an instrument really yep yeah the physics and blew my mind and the pans especially i remember just like glass bottles that would explode yeah. when you shot them um a melon you could punch yeah and <laughs> would, each each piece each piece would break up more and more yeah. uh the uh, flower if you shot flower flower dust would come out and like the laser would come or go through i think i don't if I remember that correctly uh yeah, it was did, sick you can also place. hold up uh the soldiers oh yeah because the first dave mentioned the hold up uh, the first person mechanics so because you can first person the gun you can go up behind a soldier say freeze, freeze. and then if you point got your gun at their head or their crotch mm. they will drop items <laughs> again why the crotch <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, well you know it's, it's more of i you know you obviously you don't want to get shot in the leg but getting shot these guys don't want to get shot in the dick True, and balls actually, yeah if someone either pointed a gun at my any of me i'd be a bit scared yeah. but head or dick i'd be Peace yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Um so you're play you're playing a snake and it's there's a cool boss, Olga, who's Yeah, who's um, pregnant and you defeat by making her go to sleep. <laughs> uh so she was good though. She, yeah, good boss, atmospheric at the back of the boat. Shooting off the um flailing tarpaulin. So she got like <sighs> Yeah, yeah. So the, there was this tarpaulin, it was really windy, rainy weather. And if you shot the hooks that were holding tarp down, they would fly up and then obscure her mm. and yours to an extent view. Really good. Just attention to detail. Yeah. You don't... It's just so good. And then you eventually do sneak to where Metal Gear Ray is to take pictures of it past all these guards. But then, uh-oh, because um, these Marines don't know the ship's been infiltrated by the... the I think they're Russian. And then Ocelot. Ocelot. Who, big twist, has Liquid's <laughs> arm which somehow possibly has taken control of his body. Well, no, there's a lot going on there. We'll get to that. As we know, Grey Fox, the ninja, sliced up his aunt, mm-hmm. arm. He thought, hey, I need an arm. Where can I get an arm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Liquid's died. I might as well just pop his arm on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> so li- uh, Liquid Ocelot Frankenstein's monster type thing steals Malgay Ray and the ship sinks. So that is the first part of the game. It's classic Metal Gear. It really feels like the sequel to one. Um, and it feels mm. like the start of this big story. Bear in mind, all the trailers up to this point had only shown Solid Snake, beloved character. And then it has this really cool tanker sequence. And then at the end of it, Snake dies. <laughs> and then you it's almost like restarting the game. You're in another scenario where you play as a character like Raiden, who is very... He, Kojima was trying to make something... for some, I think his logic, he said he was like trying to make something that appealed to women or something. Is In one interview I read, it was really bizarre. So he's riding... Jack is his name, Jack, Jack yeah. the Ripper. 
uh, ch- child soldier who's become an you know a the next solid adult snake. soldier. He's the next solid snake, right? Um, and he look is kind of a feminine looking guy. So a lot of he's got lovely hair. He's got lovely, lovely blonde hair lovely with blonde very hair. good hair graphic um, physics for the time. And he's infiltrating this thing called the Big Shell. Well, um, there's another hostage situation. There's another hostage situation, very similar to the mission from Metal Gear Solid One. Sounds like Shadow Moses all over again. Sounds like Shadow Moses all over again, right? And you get to talk to uh, the Colonel, who gives you the same dialogue from the Snake got in Shadow Moses through a codec. But this time, the mm-hmm. faces are in 3D. Yeah, and it looks worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can move the faces with the left and right analog stick. Which, if I got bored, I did. Yeah, yeah. I zooming think... in, zooming in. <laughs> you can definitely... Oh, yeah. So you can move them with the left and right analog stick and then the back... Triggers. Tr- the triggers, yeah. move them, zoom them in. So, and then he delivers the exact dialogue from the first game, the colonel does. Yeah. But here's where things start to get weird. So... Uh, this point you start getting loads of codec interruptions very similar to the first game but they're basically tutorials you know you get told about salt on radar you get told this stuff that you already know because you have already completed the tanker mission or metal gear one right yeah so the tutorial is happening i don't know how long it's <laughs> Maybe, is the tanker two hours uh, about i'd say yeah but a so good chunk in <laughs> so it's a fun thing and you can google this right so if you go back and find reviews there's loads of reviewers like this doesn't make any sense what was the tutorial after the game and it's like well because hideo kojima was doing it intentionally right yeah but, he must have something up his sleeve yeah so something's going on so metal gear Solid one was already pretty postmodern and like deconstructing video games blah 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 mm. metal gear 2 takes that to insane levels so metal so it is fan trolling on an unreal level so he's given you what you wanted then snatched it away and then started patronizing you with like it's like he's gone here is what metal gear solid 2 would be this is the metal gear solid 2 you want and there's the one there's the metal gear solid 2 of your fucking nightmares (laughs) i've killed solid snake here's this super effeminate uh, character that I know you're not going to like and I'm going to start patronizing you and constantly you know all the, st- the criticisms that people had about the first game of like oh it's all cinematics and the codec always interrupts you he's like oh does it always interrupt you <laughs> that's annoying isn't it and then just puts it <laughs> does it intentionally I love it I love Metal Gear Solid 2. Is it intentional? Yes! Uh. How could it not be? How could that get past games testing? Also he said it is Okay, but like it, he's he's um, like yeah, it's ama- it's amazing. That genius needs to frig off if you ask me. <laughs> so there's there's a ton of stuff, right? So the the broad story, the the surface level story of the Raiden part, the big shell part of Metal Gear Solid Two, is that Raiden is trying to save the president's daughter. President. President. Yeah. Right. Who? Mega twist is the third clone of Big Boss. Oh, no. Sorry. The president, the new president oh, is the there. Oh, the new president is there. Yeah. I'm uh, getting presidents mixed up. The old up. president. Okay, sorry. Who is, as you were saying. The former president of the United States of America <laughs> is, that Snake somehow didn't notice, even though this guy looks exactly like him, apparently. <laughs> a little bit is, older. Uh, Solidus, who is the third clone of Big Boss, mm. Liquid Snake being the other clone. They didn't want to call him Gas Snake. <laughs> 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 um, although that would just totally fit like i wouldn't have questioned that if they did call him that yeah um he's the fourth guy 
so so yeah, you're trying to save the president from Big Show. There's a hostage situation, and there's a whole bunch. There's a whole cast mm. of of villains. There's there's they're even more bizarre than the so in the in the first one you've got kind of magical like Vulcan yeah. Raven is kind of a shaman type guy. Uh, Psychoman is definitely magic. Something's going on there. Sniper Wolf is good, but she's just she a sniper. No. She's just a sniper. She ain't just a sniper. Don't sell this short. <laughs> no, but she's no, but she's not magical. No, right. She's better than me at sniper. Fortune is magic has magical bullet evasion powers to a point. Yeah. Then Vamp is like a flamenco vampire. Flamenco vampire. <laughs> then there's a guy. Is he called Fat Man? Fat Man. Fat Man who has rollerblades. Rollerblades and bombs. Yeah, very, very 2001. <laughs> the name of my uh, autobiography. <laughs> rollerblades <laughs> and bombs. <laughs> uh, there's another cyborg ninja. Yes. Um, yeah. So, can I just do? Can I do the spoiler for what's actually going on? Or yeah. So, it's the 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 game is a simulation of the first game. Like that is what it is in the story. It's a simulation of the first game to try and work out how to create another solid snake. So yeah. Raiden is being tested in this constructed situation. This recreation. This recreation of, of the Shadow Moses incident. And um but it's it gets really complicated in the Metal Gear Canon because Kojima retconned it. But originally Metal Gear Solid 2 was intended to be the last Metal Gear. So there is a bunch of stuff in the game that suggests that the whole game takes place in VR. So first of all, the tanker mission where you play Solid Snake in-game is a VR mission that Raiden is playing. Really? So yeah. When was the last time we played Metal Gear 2? So let me explain. Yeah. <laughs> if you play... Uh, they tell you so much stuff. In this, uh, yeah, like, it's... Like... All the criticisms of it about like, exposition dumps, long cinematics, are absolutely correct, and there's no way you can retain it all, right? <laughs> so if you haven't played this game, this is going to sound inaccessible, but I'm going to try and explain it in this most straightforward way possible. Um, so when you start playing the game, and the colonel is giving you the spiel of what you need to do in the big shell, what, starting the riding stage, right? Mm. He refers to uh, VR training, right? And he will only refer to the VR training and you will only acknowledge the VR training if you have completed the tanker mission. If you don't do the tanker mission, that bit is skipped. Oh. Later in the game, where you encounter Snake, who is... Uh, Snake is in the second part of the game, but as a character... Because it's messing with perceptions of Snake. So how Raiden perceives Snake like we do as this like amazing hero and like kind of worships him. Um and it gets it gets kind of the game kind of explores that. So Snake is in the game, but Snake has a flashback to the tanker incident, right? And when he's talking to Raiden about it, Raiden says, "Oh, I've played the VR simulation of the tanker thing." So the tanker thing did happen. Correct. However, Snake then says, "Oh, you can't trust everything you see in those things. It probably didn't happen as you thought in the VR." Let then <laughs> Snake has flashbacks and all of his flashbacks are in a different ship and show different things. So Snake's flashback shows stuff from and this is where it gets mega deep from the trailers where Kojima was putting out trailers of stuff that was never in the game. Snake running away from the water, Snake fighting people were over these uh, shelves. So the flashback Snake the, has the FAMAS is in Correct. Yeah. So the flashback Snake has of the tanker incident is nothing like the VR one, 
which is the one that fits with what you played. So the thing you played in the tanker when you thought you were playing a snake, you weren't even playing a snake. You were playing as Raiden playing a snake. Fuck off. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, mate. Uh, I, this game is incredible. Uh, uh, be, you'll say something I missed in a minute. Uh, Jeezy crazy. But like... then it goes another fucking level <laughs> because it explains that the whole big shell thing is a simulation. So simulation could mean a few things. Simulation could mean just faking a thing physically. Like the big shell incident is actually happening and it's mm. and it's and it's but it's been set up, right? Or simulation can mean that it, it is also a VR simulation. Now a load of crazy stuff happens at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 where it turns out the colonel, who you thought was the colonel from the first game, starts malfunctioning. Because... You should turn off the game now, Snake. Ed Raiden. <laughs> I need scissors. 61. As Dave... Dave was doing an impression of Colonel Campbell, who is actually the Patriot's AI mm. at the end of the game, who starts doing stuff like mega... So classic stuff we had in Metal Gear 1. Fourth wall breaking, yeah. turn the console off. We had that in Metal Gear 1 where we had to change the controller with Psycho Manus, right? This is talking about, you know, turn the console off. I think at some point it refers to you as Jack as well, which fucked me up because that is my actual name. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and then it's, the radar gets replaced with like Japanese schoolgirls, problematic. Yeah. And um, Fish and mailed. At this put fish and mailed um, instead of mission failed. The uh, oh, by the way, uh, the tanker game over screen is the same game over screen as Metal Gear Solid One, whereas Ryan's game over screen is a new game over screen, which is maybe possibly something as well. Um, but basically, it's like so Ryden playing the tanker mission, and Ryden has also played through Ryden has also done the VR Shadow Moses, so have you because Ryden is you. So early in the game, you put in your details onto a dog tag because Ryden is a so shell is a reference to a kind of operating system right how do you access and uh, how do you access a computer through a jack what's Ryden's name a jack like jacking into the matrix right <laughs> so uh which was you know a huge movie around about this time kojima was writing this game um so the ai starts malfunctioning that's the kernel and starts trying to turn off the console and shit you're running around naked inside this uh huge uh ship but all of the environment is kind of digital and your footprints are leaving these like digital weird artifacts. Um, and you eventually meet up with Snake, who I've mentioned earlier is in this game. So you meet up with Snake and then you go, Snake says, oh, if you need any ammo, just ask. And then Ryden's like, oh, how? And then Snake points at his bandana and says, infinite ammo. Now, yes, this is a reference to Metal Gear Solid 1 because one of the things you could unlock in that game was a bandana that gave you infinite ammo. But now we have a character in the world. Snake is acknowledging. He's pointing at his bandana and going, this gives me infinite ammo. And then in the, f the following fights, Snake does have infinite ammo and can give you it whenever you need it. So, which is very gamey. And yes, it's very gamey on the basic level of like, look, I'm, I'm playing a game and this game is raking references to itself. But also, it's there are a million things that are like, you're actually still in a VR. And the, yeah. the, all the stuff about Raiden not being him and being um, an avatar for the player are like so deep. Like there's there's a line where they take all his blood, they take yeah. all his blood away, um, in and and he's given someone else's blood. And then when you put in your dog tags, he's getting referred to as Raiden, but you don't put in his the character's dog dog tag name. You put in your name. 
And then loads of stuff that doesn't make any sense. So Rose, um, Ryan's girlfriend, turns out to be an AI, but then she also appears in the physical world at the end. With Rose, uh, it's the most least subtle reference to anything ever, calling mm. Jack and Rose yeah, the Titanic. Yeah, 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 just like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, of that time. As you're talking about how uh, he's banging into like simulations, yeah, and the Matrix was out at that time. There's a book called uh, Simulation and Simulacra by Jean Broliard. And it just feels, it's this uh, philosopher who is all about when you make a simulation to an, a point of something where you just like recreate something, to, at what point does it become real? And it, it felt like Hideo had definitely had a few flicker through that pages and just Jeezy create, like, 100%. I mean, the game, so the first game is about nukes and it's anti nukes. Mm. This game is about. Uh, AI and virtual reality and what is real, the question of reality. Yes. The whole end like has a big spiel by Solid Snake talking about you don't know what's real or you mm. make your own reality and all the problems of that. It's all about digital communication and algorithms and how they, in a way, control the world. Well, hashtag and fake news. It, it's more relevant now than when it was made. 2001 it was made. And like, yeah, he's talking about... Um, social media and information being manipulated before to, it exists it before it existed yeah. i mean i guess maybe japan had like myspace before we did but yeah. like i certainly didn't and like uh, it's insane how before it's time it is but also he's making a commentary about games with a game like yes. on the platform he's critiquing he's mm. critiquing all the problems with like uh digital media and storytelling and immersion and um, and the same commentary on violence and things from the first one's still threaded through, but he's added this layer of questioning reality. It's like the most postmodern video game. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid is maybe the most Metal Gear Solid One is probably the most effective postmodern game, mm. but this is the most. This goes the furthest with the concept. Yeah, to the like, point of alienating a lot of people. Yeah, um, I mean, even now, like I can't even begin to imagine what me as a however old i was but yeah. definitely in my teenage years i played it and thought well, it's not quite as good as the first metal gear solid but now i'm like as an older man with a, a philosophy a level yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it smashes my mind yeah how absolute bizarro land he's Oh my gosh, Hideo Kojima is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Death Stranding better be good, mate. <laughs> Do you know what? I have no doubts. Even if it is like half of what the weakest Metal Gear Solid game is. Yeah. Like... I mean, the half of a Metal Gear Solid game, if you want to play half a Metal Gear Solid game, play Phantom Pain. <laughs> <laughs> you will, yeah. Hey, and Literally. it's still fucking great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we talk uh, beside... Yeah, let's actually get into what the game on a surface level is. so mecha mechanics <laughs> we've we've deep dived into the deep end and now we're back on the surface and the water effects are amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah the graphics are sick there's loads of cool little game mechanics like you can level up your grip so if you you can yeah. flip over the edge of this uh the big shell is a bit like an oil rig type thing mm. i've never really understood what it exactly With a shitload of seagulls <laughs> yeah well the seagulls right so what do seagulls do they make loud noise and they poop everywhere so they, they if you Steal look chips <laughs> <laughs> like uh, l2 like search for chips um you if you look up at the seagulls for too long they like crap on like what i assume is raiden's eyes 
but it's Straight the camera. In, it's no the, blinking. It's the camera, and then it like slides down the camera, which is I'm like, what's going on here? Is this I'm his eyes? Open eyed with a shit on his eyeball. Trickle down my eyes. <laughs> uh, and also, there could be an area. There's like areas where there's too much bird shit, and then Ryden like slips and falls down. Whoopsie. Um, <laughs> you can freeze explosives. Yeah, and that's... then you can use your same freezy gun to wake up guards that you've put to sleep. Yeah, so if a guard... I was just like waiting like a twerk. So guards can fall asleep, <laughs> but sometimes you need them awake because you might want to hold them up to get their dog tag or get an mm. item from them. So you can use the canned whatever frozen stuff is in this can that freezes explosives. And you can just think... Because the game doesn't tell you to do this, but you can just be like, oh, I wonder if this will wake them up. And it wakes them up like loads faster. You can peek around a wall. So it was always cool in the first game where if you put your back to a wall, the camera pan down to see around the corner. But this will enable you to look, to peek out mm. more um, to get a better view. You can, there's a directional mic where you can hear yeah, like, loads of Easter egg extra... conversations. It has a purpose in game. Well, you're listening in, spying. but you can go to like the right or the left and like listening on Johnny again. Johnny turns up yep. doing a poo again. Diarrhea, man. <laughs> uh, you can just listen to him having a bad time, but miss out on some key plot points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, there's, there's other cool stuff. Like if you, uh, if you point your gun at Snake when you meet up with him, he like points his gun back up at you. <laughs> and well, yeah, I think if you keep doing it, if you keep like pointing your gun at him, he then gets like wary of you, so every time he sees you, he like raises his gun. Mm. Right, man. Little little details. Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Just the, the sound was definitely like ten times better throughout the whole thing. Like if you threw a chaff grenade. Yeah. Just the kind of little twinkling sounds and uh, yeah, it's good. Well, the footprints, everything, the sound of the sea outside. Mm. The, the, you have this experience of big space, small space. It's because the PS2. There was DVD instead of CD, so you could have loads more content. Dolby got involved. Yeah, so it's yeah. much higher fidelity sound. And you, you had Harry Gregson Williams doing the music, amazing composer. Uh, and, you know, you have that coherent vision then across the whole game and then really good sound design as well. Mm. Uh, all the guns sound amazing. All the, just the, the footsteps and all that kind of stuff sounds really good. Jack, listen carefully, like a good boy. The mapping of the human genome was completed early this century. As a result, the evolutionary log of the human race lay open to us. We started with genetic engineering, and in the end, we succeeded in digitizing life itself. But there are things not covered by genetic information. What do you mean? Human memories, ideas, culture, history. Genes don't contain any record of human history. Is it something that should not be passed on? Should that information be left at the mercy of nature? We've always kept records of our lives through words, pictures, symbols, from tablets to books. But not all the information was inherited by later generations. A small percentage of the whole was selected and processed, then passed on, not unlike genes, really. That's what history is, Jack. But in the current digitized world, Trivial information is accumulating every second, preserved in all its triteness, never fading, always accessible. Rumors about petty issues, misinterpretations, slander. All of this junk data, preserved in an unfiltered state, growing at an alarming rate. It will only slow down social progress, reduce the rate of evolution. Right. You seem to think that our plan is one of censorship. Are you telling me it's not? You're being silly. 
What we propose to do is not to control content, but to create context. Create context? The digital society furthers human flaws and selectively rewards development of convenient half-truths. Just look at the strange juxtapositions of morality around you. Billions spent on new weapons in order to humanely murder other humans. Rights of criminals are given more respect than the privacy of their victims. Although there are people suffering in poverty, huge donations are made to protect endangered species. Everyone grows up being told the same thing. Be nice to other people. But beat out the competition. You're special. Believe in yourself and you will succeed. But it's obvious from the start that only a few can succeed. You exercise your right to freedom. And this is the result. All rhetoric to avoid conflict and protect each other from hurt. The untested truths spun by different interests continue to churn and accumulate in the sandbox of political correctness and value systems. Everyone withdraws into their own small gated community afraid of a larger forum. They stay inside their little ponds, leaking whatever truth suits them into the growing cesspool of society at large. The different cardinal truths neither clash nor mesh. No one is invalidated, but nobody is right. Not even natural selection can take place here. The world is being engulfed in truth. And this is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but a whimper. Like, I played Metal Gear Solid 1 again for these conversations. I did not play Metal Gear Solid 2 again. If I was going to play Metal Gear Solid 2 again, I'd play the tanker, and then I would stop. Really? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. I fi- I love it. I get it. I'm done. It's like, you know I'm never going to watch the movie Hereditary again. <laughs> I love it. I get it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get where you're coming from because yeah. i played it within the last five years definitely because yeah. i played i got the hd remake for playstation 3 and so i played those two that was last time i played it yeah and i did play it all the way through for that mm. yeah I, and yeah it felt yeah there's there's something about it which as much as i i'm not saying it's bad in by no means no but there's just an underlying feeling of what is this? It's the trolling. Yeah. <laughs> it's the trolling. There's uh. stuff like the the Kodak conversations, which if you listen to me and Dave talk about Metal Gear Solid, mm. praise them. The Kodak conversations outside the tanker are dreadful. And one of the reasons yeah. that Raiden comes across as bad is he's kind of, because he, he has no agency. Like Snake has very little agency and everyone's manipulating him in the first one. But Raiden is that times a million and doesn't have David Hayter doing his voice acting. <laughs> so... There's, I remember, because I, I remember Stupid Teenage Jack. I was like riding hater. Like, I didn't notice all this post-monster stuff when I was playing it. I was just like getting trolled by Kojima. Like, whoa, snake. <laughs> and then like laughing. I remember playing it. Uh, there's like five of us playing it, the lads. And then just, there's this bit where you uh, are like crawling uh, along a wall and there's a guy, uh, one of the guards pisses over the wall. Right and, in like, your face again. And you open just, again. <laughs> yeah, so you would make Raiden stop and be like, lol, he's getting pissed on. And then you could look up into the piss stream 
And then you could like phone people and they'd Look be like... Look up into the piss stream. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel's like, why? Ryden, get away from this piss. Or something to that No, Colonel. I'm staying right but there's where no, I am. <laughs> the character Codec cast from Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 3 after it are slight years better than this. And I know the excuse is, oh, they're supposed to be bad because they are AI replications of the real thing and that you're supposed to kind of notice this badness. Mm. Uh, yeah, kind of. Do you think Maybe, the, the, though, the translation, the... the English translator that you sacked from the first one was adding something that you <laughs> took away with a bad decision because you're being a control freak, even though you make these amazing games. I don't know. Maybe that's a problem. Do you think it was that intentionally written that way to be like, oh, actually, this is a robot. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be part of what they're going for, but I think you could have done that. I don't think that excuses it being as mm. uncompelling <laughs> and annoying as it is. And as annoying and uncompelling as it is, it's also brilliant. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, don't take Metal Gear Solid 2 away from this world. It's a great game and experience that we have ruined for you by explaining before you go in, if you've not played it. You're an but, idiot if you're here right at this point. <laughs> uh, by the way, at this point, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, unlike, unlike a singular game, especially for like triple A, big, mm. because that's, that's what makes it amazing, right? This was the sequel to one of the most successful video games of all time. Like the hype, the debate from the late 90s was what's better, Metal Gear Solid or Ocarina of Time, right? The Zelda game. Mm. They were the two like late 90s, early 90s. These are the best. Final Fantasy VII comes in there. Bloody pinnacles, mate. Right. They're the pinnacle. They're the pinnacle of gaming. So I think it, might have been one of the most expensive games ever when it was made mm. which doesn't surprise me you know the, the we were all the stuff we're talking about higher musical fidelity hollywood uh Mo personnel cap. motion capture um much better graphics all this stuff would have cost millions and millions of dollars mm. and the pressure on kojima to deliver the sequel to metal gear Solid would have been huge but instead he went fuck you now i'm making this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's amazing no one like i know david lynch did it with twin peaks to return but very rarely has some someone with this like singular vision been given the money to do that yeah metal gear solid two sons of liberty lovely stuff <laughs> dad of liberty <laughs> Bye, Jack. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. It had me doing flips while naked and holding onto my junk to cover it up. Like in the end of the game, when you're in Arsenal Gear. <clears throat> Thanks to Jack Evans again for talking to me about Metal Gear Solid 2. Jack Evans can be found on Twitter, at JackalWiseVans. His podcast, Mandatory Redistribution Party, with partner Sean Morley, is really, really great. Be sure to check out the previous Day Video Games episodes with both of them on. As said, I'll do links in the episode notes. And check out Tiredness Kills, the delightful Sausages' new podcast, on which he is the producer and a contributor. I've been David Stanier. Catch me on Twitter, at David Stanier, and at It's Day Video Games. And for the most video game specific tweets, at It's Day Video Games. And thank you for listening. And I just want to say to you, the listener, 
find something to believe in and find it for yourself and when you do pass it on to the future write it down on a napkin with lipstick and just slip it into the future's pocket have a bartender say this something to believe in is courtesy of the person at the end of the bar and lift your manhattan up and smile sexually at the future write it on a post-it note and slap it on the future's head okay take care everyone laugh and grow fat this has been day video games bye